That's another Thursday, which means another episode of Commander's Law. We're talking about Species 10C. We got defensive breaches. And my captain, who's filled with 100% badass hydrocarbons, will join us live after the jump. This episode of Commander's Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist, Sephra, makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. USS Post Show, look alive. Captain, on the bridge. What's going on, Captain? Oh, hey. Uh, hey there, Flowball. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Commander's Log. Let's do it. Ooh, I, I'm, in, I'm enjoying my delicious Fizz and Company uh, Coca-Cola flavored seltzer. Let's take a look yeah. at it. Sell oh. to me. Sell to me. Go ahead. Okay. Now, what's great about this is uh, I get it at Ralph's, which is a, a supermarket Ooh. out here on uh, the West Coast. Uh, and um, yeah, it tastes a little bit like soda. A <laughs> tiny <laughs> little, sort of little bit like soda. Yeah. What's up, Mike? Thanks for coming to the hey, show. Mike. It's a Sock Monkey Mike. I follow this guy on social media. I think he got his Instagram back. Check him out at Sock Monkey Mike. We're going to have ourselves a grand on time talking about that Star Trek Discovery, the penultimate episode. Oh, yeah. Species 10C. Now, there's a lot to get into. Um, and we were kind of arguing about this before we went live. In fact, it was a big cartoon dust cloud. Captain and I went, with, with but, fists flying yeah. out of it. <laughs> the fists and the stars and little screw like symbols or whatever. Uh, thoughts about the episode, man? Lay it on me, baby. Well, I mean, penultimate, you know, the, the, hey, history. Yeah, badass. Uh, Hydrocarbons. The, uh, the, the nice thing about this season is, uh, it's built very, um, it's built to last, uh, (laughs) one one storyline for the whole season, pretty much a very intriguing storyline. And now at this next to the last episode, we got to kind of wrap some things up here. We got to make that forward momentum to the climax of the story. And I'm sorry to say, and I'm going to say it right now. Uh huh. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not, uh, not enjoying this. Not now. Wait, you did not enjoy season four or this episode? I feel like or because season, of this episode, season four. Well, here's the thing: we've we've kind of referred to this as we've gone on week uh, to week. Is uh, season four has these like slow episodes. Mm-hmm. which I feel like is, you know, when you're driving downhill and the car in front of you keeps hitting the brakes and they don't have to. Oh yeah. Happens all the time here in, in the Valley. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you don't have to jump on the brakes and, and uh, so I know it's hard to write. A <laughs> <laughs> universal translator is broken. Uh, Captain. <laughs> I'm losing you, Captain. <laughs> I, I, okay. I'll just say this. I'll, I'll wind it up because you know how Get I to be straight, baby. <laughs> Come on, let me know. Does it suck? Is it great? You can't stand it? It picks you mad? It clenches both your cheeks? What? This next to the last episode has got me furious. 
I am furious with Star Trek Discovery right now. Why are you furious? Furious. Talk to me, baby. Do we want to get there already? Do we want to? Look, do we it, want to build to it? It's all up to no, you. No, we, we, we have our show. Look, this is Commander's Log. It's part of a new Amsterdam Entertainment Network. But this is a show. Starbase 80 Supplemental is going live right after this. So we don't have time to lollygag <laughs> and bitty dally. You give it to me straight. No chaser. What's up, Leo? How's it going? Did you see the movie nope. starring Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker? Who's is also excellent in that movie. And it's called Arrival. The airplane movie? No. Nope. It's the it's the aliens come to Earth and they have to go find experts who can talk to the aliens. Okay. And there are people on Earth who don't want this to happen. So they they sabotage it. It's the same freaking story as this episode. The movie okay. Arrival. When did that come out? What's wrong uh, with that? Uh, 2016. 2016, that movie came out. And it was a good movie. For context, for those who don't story. remember 2016, that was the anti-pandemic. Where it was Pokemon Go and everyone had to go outside all the time. Instead of being locked in everywhere. Ah. Uh, I had to see the movie, John. But come on. Is that the reason why you hate this episode? All right, did you see the movie Contact with oh, Matthew yeah. McConaughey and, and Jodie yeah. Foster? All right, all right, all right. Pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. There are people who don't want the contact to be made between the you know the English speaking Earth folks and these uh, weird speaking aliens <laughs> and oh my God okay, I okay, can't okay. believe Discovery has done this. Okay, okay, so let's be real here, and, and I'm not defending Discovery, even though I kind of am because you're totally ruining our core fan base. But <laughs> how many ways can you encounter a new life form and it not be derivative? I feel like there's only two ways to do it: something like this, or just shoot it. <laughs> Welcome to Earth, says Will Smith. <laughs> Leo, um, Arrival is based on the Nebula Award-winning science fiction novella "Story of Your Life" by Ted Chiang, written in 1998. Sweet. Okay, so am I supposed to get mad about that too? They're I'm ripping probably... off the book by Ted Chiang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I hear what you're asking, Flobo. I hear what you're asking, and and it, it's a it's a worthwhile question. What is the story of us? having contact with aliens that are very alien, extremely alien. Yes, I give you that. And and where does it fall? Um, I don't know, but this is so similar. This is mm -hmm. so similar. The aliens are using uh, something that has a visual component because they've got all the lights. Um, when the, and, and a lot of the... Uh, Craig Robinson, how are oh, you, sir? Uh, a lot of the um, plot, a lot of the hour is bent towards how do we do this? How do we figure this out? And and they, you know, I like what they do with that. I, I like the delegates. I, I like when the crew comes in and they're brainstorming together. Um, the, there's a lot of really nice Star Trek Discovery stuff here, but it doesn't ever make me feel that we have elevated and made exclusive to discovery this story of these giant alien alien aliens and our bridge to communicating with them and you know me i like the you know i love darmok you know i love star trek let's talk about communication let's talk about how we make a lot of assumptions but we really shouldn't as dr kovich says 
two, three episodes ago. You know, everything you think is going to happen, you're wrong. Except if you were sitting there going, I bet it'll be just like a rival. <laughs> Which is weird that I mimed that because I actually have one here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say the props. Look, I... If you try to compare the TNG, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, again, I can say this now because I've watched none of it. Yes, thanks to Starbase 80 on the Weber Internet thingy. Bling! Because uh, it, it's not a TNG episode. Because TNG has a refined story. This, to its credit or discredit, is straight up TOS, my friend. This whole, like, what are they doing? How to communicate? Them talking about it out loud, trying to tell what we're thinking instead of actually showing stuff. Having them beam to a separate room, but it's a room that's familiar to them because they didn't want to pay any money for a set. Straight so TOS. And if anyone says otherwise, then you can't get mad at it because they did yeah. it before. Why yeah. not? The Mustangs get sold because they're like old Mustangs. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that bad. I, I was almost fine. I mean, I, I look. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you that you're not sitting here with memories of Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner in your head. And really, Arrival's a beautiful movie. You should see it. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Um. It, it just it hurts my heart to be disappointed at this point. We were almost there. We almost got to the end of it. And you know every great thing. I feel like every great uh, uh, fictional thing, especially TV shows, in the last 20 years, they can have these incredible buildups. And then once you get to the end, you're going to be at least a little disappointed. Dexter. And this is what happened to me. Yeah, for me, it's lost. Um, but I can go on forever. Game of Thrones. I can go on forever with um, enjoy it when you get to the ending. Don't invest so much. Well, they're going to have at least a season five of Discovery. That's already been confirmed. So why isn't the end to end? Oh, no, no, no. Um, the series will not end, but the storyline will put us in a different place. We'll, you know, um, season five is going to be very different, I'm sure. You know, they. I'm not sure we're going to be in this uh, galaxy. I think this might be our one visit to this galaxy for now. Before I get to my next line of questioning, and, and I know it's kind of a, a biased question because we literally have content empires based on Star Trek. But if you're watching this casually, are you saying this storyline is frustrating enough to not warrant watching season five if you were that? Or you're saying you're still on board, but this is kind of a misstep? Oh, you know, um, I yeah, I'll, I'll go with the second one there. I To me, this is a disappointment at the end of a storyline. Yeah. Uh, and I can certainly survive that. And I can certainly say in this episode, I loved the cast. I loved the characters. Um, you know, the, this whole thing with Tarka, it, it gets weird. It gets hinky at this point. Well, let's get into it, man. Let's get right to it. The whole Tarka book thing is the one part I don't like. Uh, because even though up until this point for me in the season, I kind of understood the play of of Booker or Cleveland Booker the fifth now, whatever. Interesting. <laughs> and having I, his can I just jump in? The jump Dread in. Pirate Roberts. That's it. Just like for <laughs> Princess Bride. There's always a Booker. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland Booker, just like Dread Bob. Pirate Roberts. Roberts. Absolutely. It's it's Please a brand me. name, baby. It's it's a lineage. It's like a Paris Hilton. Hey, when um, it works, it works. I 
that's the one because I kind of got it at first, where the planet blowing up and and the whole Co City thing of the Green Lantern comic and trying to replicate thing. And I get Tarka's storyline. I still think it was kind of weird because it was supposed to be romantic for his romantic friend, but the kid's kind of young. I get all that, but the last two episodes are kind of the point of like literally, you know, cutting off your face to spite the rest of your nose. And I don't understand why that to me was the weakest part. I understand it gave something like Jeremy and Roland Nadoye something to do, but this right. side caper being in the attic <laughs> or outside of Discovery was kind of weird to me. And that's the one part I would say, John, that made me mad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty anger making too. And I do understand <laughs> it. anger making (laughs) sometimes i just speak english versions of german (laughs) yeah exactly because in german it would be the anger maker the anger maker (laughs) but um yeah i know english is my only language i'm not great at it Uh, same here the the thing that i um yeah the thing the thing that's so upsetting about this is um so tarka is on book's ship and they have, uh, you know, attached themselves to Discovery, and they hitched a ride into this new galaxy, and um, and then they kidnapped Jet Reno. She didn't cut herself. She kind of went on the bridge and was like, "Hey guys, oh, I'd have a backup plan. Whoops, no phasers." And that's, so she didn't get kidnapped. She was imprisoned. Okay. okay. <laughs> what are you planning on doing? Hello there, gentlemen. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're doing. So you got Jet Reno on the ship. Jet Reno's watching Tarka. And then she gets Book, you know, to come over. And she's like, um, his calculations are nuts. He's nuts. He's going to kill everybody. Yeah. And Book's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So that whole partnership, if he had just checked out Tarka's numbers, you know, checked out his computations to begin with, he would have known the whole thing was going to blow up and destroy well, all known space. She said the math wouldn't make sense, but his face will. I mean, you know, trust instinct. She appealed to his logic instinctually. That was kind of fun. And and it worked. And it worked. I mean, l- look, let's let's uh let's give credit where credit's due. Jet Reno You don't want to, him. apparently. No. <laughs> oh, oh, I am offended, sir. I am offended. Because <laughs> I'm the one who said let's give credit where credit's due. <laughs> I, I she, oh, she's a great character. Jet is just a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, very Star Trek. Very, very new. Very new Star Trek as well. Uh, just love her. This is a really good, strong few episodes for her. And I hope they keep it up. I hope they keep her, you know, in the mix. She's very insightful. She's very uh, instinctual. Um, but my problem here is, you know, it turns out Tark is crazy. He's willing to sacrifice everyone. Like you couldn't have made that call earlier. That's such an easy call to make. Wow. Sounds like you do some kind of that intergalactic judgment. Uh Craig Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you from your ha horse or plant terror. No, uh, Craig Robinson says, I feel like the interesting communication stuff was spoiled by the series as a whole being stretched out too thin. Took too long. So two questions I had for you in relation to this. Uh we had Part 11, which introduced the hydrocarbons. I thought that could have been combined a little bit this year. But I think perhaps more egregiously was that six-week break after the holidays. John, to me, that kind of is when momentum hit to a complete standstill. But imagine if it didn't exist. Would this be any different? Would you feel any different about the series had it been straight through? 
No, no, I, I can tell you absolutely not because I, for the last few weeks, have looked forward to seeing this show, uh, watching the new episode. Um, <laughs> after I, you know, missed the one uh, all in. After I missed all in. No, all the you're there. After. You're there. <laughs> Go back and check that episode it. out. One of our best episodes, most downloaded episodes we ever had in the show. The all in recap with John and I. What where, is true? <laughs> where I showed up and I hadn't watched the show. And he didn't have lunch. I felt bad. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> he didn't eat his lunch and I had him working. <laughs> but um, the, the you know, I've been more and uh, more and more excited to see every episode. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my general feeling about Discovery has, has been ever since you and I started doing, ever since you invited me to start doing Commander's Log with you, um, has been... Uh, you know, look, I hope it's good, but I'll take it for what it is. I'll, I'll take it for what it gives me. And I won't get my hopes up higher than my expectations of the show. That was my general philosophy. And these last few episodes have gotten me more and more excited, which makes me more disappointed now that we got to this. You know, I, I got to say, Craig, I, I agree with you. Um, the, the plot was very stretched out. Um, it gives us a lot of moments and I like that, but gee whiz, we get to, I mean, this is exactly what happens in arrival. This is exactly what happens in contact. There are, there's a connection being made between these two very disparate species, humans, Federation, and, uh, and this intergalactic stranger alien. And then there are humans who basically blow everything up. And make everything really, really bad. We are the threats. <laughs> we are the DMA. Me, it just makes me so disappointed where they go, you know, they might as well have just ended it in a dream at this point. I don't uh, know don't, what the last dare. episode would be. Don't you dare. You, can, you don't extract gray to have things happen in a dream. Let's go through some of these comments here because things are pouring in. Joshua Postel, yeah. friends of the show, writes, uh, you kind of knew Tarka was not playing with the full deck from the beginning. Just watch him with his intense craziness getting worse and worse. You can tell he was going to get everyone killed. I mean, Tarka, yeah. I mean, I guess he's a villain, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, what about that scene uh, where he says to Book, you know, I've only ever had Kirsten. I've only ever had two friends in my whole life and you're one of them well yeah. you're just about to kill everybody so it doesn't matter that to me was the worst line and i usually do the best quote actually the worst quote because like you banged your other friend that's just weird bro like <laughs> why would you say that um yeah sorry stress-free k says i think maybe it's too nerdy for us because linko's mathematical language building and carter chef type two civilizations are real theory used by seti but i have to google to see how it works i actually disagree well the thing about i actually enjoyed about this is because one of the things i was missing from season three uh of the last season the, the first future season was things seemed so emotional not in a bad way i'm not complaining that Rocker Burnham is showing emotion. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But basically, one of this giant scientific event came down to a primal scream from an individual creature. Okay. That, to me, was too much of a jump for me. Didn't like the fact that Gray was inside Adira's head. This right here, as, as inaccessible at parts it was, and it made me pause and look up mathematical language, it was better for me because, one, I didn't have to pause and look up memory alpha for other Star Trek shows. And, two, I didn't have to judge what would be if I was in the future and I was a kid who mom had died and had to deal with life. This was definitely, hey, look, here's a formula. This is what we're planning to do. But that's just me, my opinion. Thoughts? You know, that makes a lot of sense. 
I I appreciate that. My dad does that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, you're <laughs> wrong. I'm tell you why. Well, I mean, I can't agree with you because, okay, the primal scream from the baby uh, Saru, <laughs> it was really weird in in three. But I guess for me, it was like if you give me. You know, I can't even remember how many episodes that season was. If you give me 11 episodes and I like 10 of them and then the last one I don't like so much, eh, you know, I kind of kind of hang. Right. Uh, but if you show me something I've actually seen before, that makes me extra mad. If you yeah. steal a storyline, here's the thing. I, I used to I used to teach comedy classes and uh, uh, writing really? comedy writing and yeah. back in New York. And um, for Chicago City Limits, which was a, a comedy group, I was it was humble brag. And uh, people would bring in similar comedy to other comedies. You know, they would bring in something oh, yeah. that I'd already seen on Mad TV, or I'd already and and isn't and that it was funny? We drive in a parkway, a park in a driveway. Am I right? Bada a big. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, when you're seeing like, what is love? don't yeah. hurt me when you're seeing people doing actual characters that are already on tv i i basically i basically had to sit everybody down and i had to make a rule and the rule was this you're working you're trying to work in comedy if you're going to adapt something if you're going to take something take it from another genre not comedy comedy's already been done with that thing so yeah, if you want to do drive in a park, drive on a parkway, park on a driveway, if you want to do that, then I'd go, look, find a joke that hasn't been done before and make that a joke. Yeah. Don't steal so, from the bank, steal from a Walmart. I get it. <laughs> but it's in this case, it's like, what are you doing, science fiction? And what what where are you getting your ideas? Other science fiction? No, don't do that. Yeah. That's what makes me mad. I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess, uh, and I don't want to, because I, I haven't seen Arrival, unfortunately. I almost feel like they put themselves in a corner, right? You have this thing that, based on evidence, if you're playing fair, because you can always do like a surprise, and we're all inside of a snow globe. But if you're playing <laughs> fair with the, <laughs> playing fair with the audience. Uh, yeah. They kind of put themselves in a the corner. It had to be this super intelligent thing that's so big and yeah. so massive. They have no comprehension of what they're doing. Cause they, like if that. they were an evil Emerald chain type character, they would have been established a lot earlier. So I kind of understood that, but again, hadn't seen Arrival. Maybe that's why I'm kind of like, it's all right, bro. Well, yeah, but you've seen contact and it's, and it's also very similar. I mean, okay. contact would focus on different things than what are being focused on here, but ultimately right. a lot of the pieces are the same. And I've, you know, look, I get it. It's a big story. How are we going to communicate with an alien species that doesn't have any reference points that we have? And we need to work really hard to find the common ground. That's a good story. But as soon as you go with, and it almost happens, and then humans intercede and they ruin it. Because so, so many people are short-sighted and afraid of what's new. I don't know, man. I put the ticking time bomb into things. Now we're still within what four hours by episodes end before it takes on uh, Terra Firma and Navarre. And of course, President Tarina is probably feeling a little bit of the pressure, being a little snappy with our boy Saru. 
You know, my man Saru's hit up Michael like, yo, what is up with these Navarro women? You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, and Michael had a little deal. So it's kind of tough for everyone, man. Thoughts about that. Are you still on board with Tarina and, and Saru? I can't believe how much I am. I <laughs> old <laughs> <You> me. <stop. laughs> me in the past looking at me in the present is is just like <laughs> hater. <laughs> yeah, really. You're a loser. Because <laughs> honestly, I just I I think I love the actors. That that can can very frequently make things better for me. If you're going to do something bad, put really good actors in it. And I have to say, all the actors, and once again, all the acting in this episode, I really loved. Um, Dr. Harai was yeah. so great in this episode. You you know, I told you, I thought for sure he was going to get killed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm amazed. Still time. There's still time. <laughs> still time. And he's come through for us, and that's just great. Um you know, I, I understand uh, the anti-becoming friends with alien side of the story, too, because that is different from Contact and from Arrival, um, because there is a potential. And, and I was really, really happy when their message came back, which was greater than sadness. Yeah. Terror. Yeah. And and I take that to to mean I guess what everybody else did too, which is oh my gosh, we're so sad that our you know DMA made you guys afraid and and hurt, and then kaboom, you know Tarka's evil plot starts happening, and and now they're all mad. Now everybody's mad at everybody because Tarka's acting like Tarka, just so he can get to his. Very young cellmate. Ugh. That is so weird, man. Of all I the ways, to, like and I understand trying to be an open mind, but I understand you have to watch it as a human being. Oh, and this is a very young presenting. Okay. Fresh Free K says, uh, I think this is different from the arrival because the lights are symbols like hieroglyphics, but 10C, the light represented hydrogen gas, but each gas was an emotion. Hydrocarbons. Which I, I'm a classic. That's like, that's like saying an ice cream shop is different from a gelato shop. <laughs> It totally is, bro. Are you I kidding mean, me? You go and ice cream on your yeah, first they're not date. The same. You go on a gelato. They're on your not that different. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, uh, Kay. I don't mean to be mean, but yeah, I I don't. I I I can't cut them that slack. You just compared ice cream to gelato? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's the most offensive thing you've ever said. And we watched two Vicks episodes together, bro. That is the most offensive thing you've ever done. Gelato is fancy anniversary ice cream. You do look more fancy with your wife. Everyone knows that, bro. They're not that different. They're different, uh, they're, they're, they're totally, not that different. They're different consistencies. Are you kidding me? You, I, they're all custards, mate. They're all custards. Oh, yeah, yeah. come off of your knob. You're daft. Uh, the ice cream is telling them, like, yes, right. So that's for you. Can you let them know? Totally, totally different. That's an interesting use of the word totally. Totally different. Not that different. Oh, man. A a anyway. I know. I know. It's a bloodbath on this show. I'm so sorry. I, no, it's kind of funny. Because uh, there were some things that were kind of wonky to me, but now I feel a lot better sharing them because you hate this episode. Uh, like, <laughs> the, the fact the, uh, the portal looked like the Chicago Bean was kind of fun. And they walk through it, and it looks like the bridge. I was like, "That what well, I was a letdown." <laughs> I wanted to see something, something about them. Uh, did it, my, did it bother you that there wasn't in this episode 
an emissary. Now he doesn't you don't need to have one, but after coming off the, the Voyager episode, we just saw Star Base 80 right. with seven of nine being an emissary. Was that right. kind of a swerve for you? Uh, it was, it really was. Um, and I guess I appreciate the difference there. You know, that sort of would be classic Star Trek right there to send some kind of, you know, emissary, some kind of ambassador. And, uh, and so I liked the, you know, I liked denying us that, that, that was clever to make the uh, communication much more direct and much more, you know, this flat glass wall between everybody also taken from arrival uh that that sense of you know visuals and and uh in this case emotions which is very interesting i i do like what they've tried to do with it fine i'm just i've got this one by sophie k it is different <laughs> give him a chance man uh just for reference here episode 12 10 speeches 10 cc episode directed by olatone on sasami who has done mm. a lot of episodes of star beautiful trek beautiful work beautiful work went, in this episode went to my film school did the fourth kind uh kind of like he's locked in you know he was uh, discovered by uh jill carnahan uh the director who did the a-team reboot oh wow 15, 15 years ago and smoking aces is the one i know most for. oh beautiful movies so really because the one person i want to talk to about uh, she's kind of growing in her role as president uh when the bean shows up she she nominates to go first everyone's like go ahead <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she, she selects saru and michael and we talked about it a little bit but her right i think there was some version of chess and he looked sad to be not chosen i thought he was a little bit afraid or relieved he wasn't going inside this thing really has been a character we've kind of kind of went flip-flop for her. She sounded like she was yeah. going to be a bureaucrat for a while, kind of stuck up, but she has a partner. As we get towards the end of the season, where do you see her? Will she be redeemable? Are you on board of her being redeemed? Is she going to be just a, that villain that has that last swerve? They go, I can't believe I trusted you for a couple episodes. I, um, you know, yeah, the thing that, um, the thing that Discovery's always been great about, actually, I always think about it whenever I look at your logo, Commander's Log, because this is such a different show in that it was it was about Burnham as a commander, uh, this show, most of it. And um, even when she becomes captain, there are still people over her, breathing down her neck, judging everything she does, judging her, judging her approach. Uh, Middle and, manager's and, log. <laughs> and so Rillick is really important in that sense, just as the Admiral was in the previous season. Uh, you know, they're not they're not just handing a blank check to Burnham every day. They're basically saying you have to earn my trust over and over again. You have to prove yourself. You have to prove your right uh, over and over again. And um, that's a good kind of pressure. We can all understand that, especially people who are in the working world for a long time and not working for themselves. Uh you know, when you are working for yourself, as as we do now, uh, you realize how much freedom you have and, and how, how great it is not to have to constantly explain yourself and justify yourself. But yeah. that is a great pressure. So I think that's why Rillick was put in the story, because Burnham has to keep proving herself over and over again. And I think us viewers understand that. But so as a character, are you on board? Are you pro-Rillick or anti-Rillick? I... Would, I I would say I was hugely pro relic if she doesn't survive this. <laughs> wow! So you only only if she's a martyr it counts. 
I well because she she yeah yeah I gotta say yeah I know you're asking me jokingly but uh, yeah I mean here's the thing if it's not her next season it'll be someone else someone else questioning every decision Burnham makes you know constantly challenging Burnham and and not in a good way in an unnecessary impediment way um but I do I do believe that Rillick is a good person, that she cares. She's trying to do her job the best way she can. So I appreciate that too. She's a hard ass and she's not very understanding, but I, you know, that explains almost every boss really. Scorch earth showing up. Only one martyrs crapping on gelato. Uh, <laughs> Craig Robinson says, uh, did you know there's also another John Weber in the opening credits? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's funny. Yes. Um, ever since the series started, uh, that John Weber has has worked on the show. There are a bunch of John Webbers in Hollywood. And as I like to say, if you go to IMDb, I'm number one. Are you? I am. And not because wow. I'm the best. It's because I'm the oldest. Congratulations. But he's also a 1B John Weber, and I'm a 2B Weber, so... Oh, yeah, man. Know. He's a fake Weber. <laughs> Am I right? It's like people spell Britney B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. <laughs> well, well, the fact is, when you get down to the names, 2B Weber is more um, uh, Western uh, uh, European. It's, it's more common in uh, Scotland. It's more common in Belgium. It's more common in France, uh, England. And the one B Webers are more common in uh, German Germany and you know all the German states. So. Where they pronounce W's as V's and V's as W. Topsy turvy. Weber. Weber. <laughs> Those are the Webers. Crazy. And, and the two B Weber is actually um, a derivation of the name Weaver. So I always like to say I'm an autocorrective Weaver. Uh, that that is definitely a dad joke. You know, my friend got me a, a pun of the day calendar, and here's what my pun is today. Uh, I'm a social vegan. I avoid meat. There you go. There's your pun for the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like every day. I like this every every day. Was that Christmas or your birthday that you got? Chris, that? Christmas, yeah. Christmas. So we've yeah. got we've got we've got Strap nine, in, more months. <laughs> nine more months. <laughs> Woo! Okay, uh, I, I can do it. Well, we'll um, we're almost through this because uh, you probably suffered enough here. And if you guys have any questions on this episode of Commander's Log, jump in the chat here right now. We're it live. If you're also listening on the audio version, wherever podcast you're listening to, put a little question in your question form thing if you're on Spotify. And, oh, give us five stars, baby. We need those kind of things. Oh, yeah, uh, so is it kind of funny or tragic that uh, President, sorry, General Nadoye essentially put the gun towards herself, so to speak, yeah. By accessing the codes <laughs> to attack this thing that may yeah. announce hit uh, Earth in a couple hours of the DMA. Is she a tragic character as well? Or you're like, she gets what she deserves. Earth sucks. No, no. Definitely tragic character because she has not officially uh, gotten Earth back into the Federation because they didn't feel they could trust the Federation. And so she's just acting according to her nature and her priorities which is earth which is under direct threat right now so i totally get her um she has been tricked by tarka's plan into thinking it would help it won't help as it turns out and so yeah very tragic character uh yeah tragic character not as tragic as reno eating black licorice craig robinson asks uh what do you think of the whole bridge cool pool of ideas i 
loved it. First of all, my man Bryce wasn't there. Christopher was there instead of Bryce. You can't be swapping brothers around thinking I won't notice. My man Bryce is my man for a reason. Bring Bryce back. But that was kind of cool having the whole bridge crew involved because we know first couple seasons, everyone says the bridge crew has no ideas. It kind of like scenery. And now they're able to break the case. Uh, you know, actually, I, I that was one of my notes for this episode was um, right near the beginning of the episode, uh, we see like this this incredible uh, visual and then it pulls out and it's Owo's eye. And then uh, we cut to uh, Detmer's eyes. Then we cut to Reese's eyes mm-hmm. and we cut to uh, super Scandinavian girl, Nilsson, Nilsson's Nilsson. eyes. Uh, the blonde, the blondiest blonde in all blonde land. Uh, and, and then we are, uh, you know, right in their faces. And I was like, well, that's where the show goes. Look, get to love this crew. Okay. Yes. You better do it. Get to love them. Get in there. And right near the end of the episode, almost as far in, uh, uh, as as that previous scene was, this episode is very close to the uh, end of the episode. We have shot to shot to shot of watching them brainstorm. And I just feel like this is Discovery going all in on, look, Star Trek audiences love their crew. They love their bridge crew. They get to know everybody individually. I know who Jory is and Worf and, and Data and Wesley. I, I know who my crew is. So let's get to know and love this crew. I really kind of liked it. And it's very, very Discovery. Both the show and the ship. With Burnham going, I, I don't need a secret weapon here. I have my secret weapon. My crew. <laughs> I just want to say love. It's all crew love. I said it two weeks ago, but the uniforms are growing on me. Uh, Before I get you out of here, man, uh, we have one more episode in Discovery season four, uh, the season finale. Do you think it should be 13? Sorry, do you think it should be 10 episodes, but episode 13? What do you expect? How can this show redeem itself after the quote unquote gelato filled travesty that you witnessed today? Um, The last time that we were dealing with um, alien, alien, aliens, like super aliens, it was pretty much the Dominion on mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine, which caused a galaxy-wide war. And uh, and I always loved that. I always think of that as being the my favorite Star Trek storyline uh, was the Dominion War. I think it's going to be the opposite in this one. I think we will end with some sort of peace, but it's still going to be an ongoing mission to try to communicate. And I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a really wild prediction right now. I don't think Relic's coming back. I think Relic is staying here. Staying alive or dead. I think she's staying alive in this new galaxy as an ambassador. I think Mm. we're losing her to this. She's Uh, a partner. and, and Alpha Quadrant. I know. I Doom! Know, it's, a, it's a higher calling. What can I say? It's a higher calling. And, and you discussed it with me first. I thought I loved you. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's so funny because they literally are at the end of the galaxy. Like, it'll it'll be really hard for people to shuffle back and forth unless they're on a spore drive vehicle uh, to, to get to this galaxy. I think, okay, 
I'll, I'll put it in a better way. I think the relationship with Species 10C is just beginning in the next episode. It's just beginning. It's going to be peaceful after all, but somehow this uh, this Tarka thing has to be settled. And yeah. what a mess. Oy. Yeah, the Tarka thing has been a mess. It was kind of interesting and fun, but it didn't want it to be. But I want... I wanted to. I think I have an idea. It's probably going to be this whole thing. We come in peace. Or we're sorry. They're probably going to compromise. But imagine if it was like a well-known alien race that just trolls everybody. Like, oh, these are the galaxy's edge Klingons. Just to screw everybody. Just to get everyone mad. I, I would mean, love to see that. I mean, I, you know, that was uh, species uh, uh, eighty-four seventy-two. They just yeah. want to destroy all of us. I mean, I understood that. Uh, from Voyager, so, uh, you know, uh, but this does seem like a super advanced species, species 10C. So, yeah, I think we're going to end up being like, I honestly, I think they're going to treat us like pets. <laughs> I'm with that, man. Like, we're, uh, the, we're the ducks down at the park. Well, we're going to be back here next week uh, for Commander's Log. And this is actually the biggest live audience we had on all our platforms. Well, thank you so much for writing it. I was going to go on a hiatus, but I'm not sure I should do that now. You know what? You know the guys in the chat. Let me know what you guys think uh, as we wrap this up this season. But if you want to know more about that Picard, coming up momentarily, the Weber Internet thingy is bringing us Picarder. John, let me know about it. Tell me. Uh, you can visit us at Starbase 80 on Facebook or at uh, Weber Internet Thingy on either Facebook or uh, YouTube. And yes, we will be talking about the second season. Oh, Kirsten, you're so sweet. We're going to be talking about the second season of Picarder, episode two. And um, it's called Penance, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Joe Townsell will be there. Lots of friends of the show. Chris Pitcher, uh, Leo Genesek. So uh, please join us. That starts in uh, 19 minutes, my time. Yeah. T minus 19 minutes over at the Weber Internet thingy. Follow it now. But please, if you haven't, tell them a friend about Commander's Law. Do so. As you wrapped oh, yeah. up season four, uh, I guess it does it for us, man. I'm gonna go get some gelato. I think I've earned it, bro. You know why not? You have earned your gelato, boy. Yeah, it's 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 definitely high class and better than ice cream. Uh, Captain. Until next time, we gotta always say, man, live long and prosper, prosper. prosper.